It's the Opix Podcast, baby. Glad you tuned in. Got your host, thank me later, and you're stupid to win. Might become an obsession as soon as you begin. Start out king of the street, then lock it iconic in. Welcome to Offland. Grab your Opix, man. On your way in the door, hit you with four grand. Get to buying and gripping, then to selling and flipping. Over to moving and shocking. I'm Scrooge McDuckin' in Welcome, fellow Uplanders, to another episode of the Upix Podcast. I am your host, Too Stupid to Win, and as always, I'm joined by Thank Me Later. How we doing, brother? Man, it is a warm night here in Texas. It's a cold night here in Ohio, but it's supposed to be 50 degrees on Friday, so yeah, can't complain that much. I'll take it in December. Yeah, are you are you getting any of that snow? I heard is there snow? Yeah, we had a little snow. It like there was a bunch of warnings and it, it just kind of covered the ground and the kids wanted to go sledding. I'm like, you don't have snow to sled on. There's some on the ground. Doesn't count. You're just going on grass. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I saw, well, maybe it was Minneapolis. I wonder if uh, people a little bit more West got hit by it. Cause yeah. they, somebody was traveling and they had to move their thing. Anyway. Oh, no, we'll get lake effect since I live right up on the lake. So we get the wonderful lake effect. Not as bad as Buffalo gets it, but uh, yeah, it's always fun. It's always interesting drives in the morning when it snows heavily. Yeah. But either way, this is uh, being recorded on December 9th, 2021, and this is episode 108. And the views, information, and opinions expressed on the Epics podcast are solely those of myself. Thank me later and any guests of the podcast and do not necessarily represent, reflect those of Upland Me, Inc. We're not employed by or provided insider information from the Upland team. All discussions about properties to buy and sell are not financial advice. Please do your own research first. Got all that out of the way nice and easy. So did you, uh, you know what uh, Friday, December 10th is? Uh, no. Uh, NFL all day from Dapper Labs beta launches. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I'm pissed. I guess I'm not in the beta. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah, that's some baloney. But whatever. They said that there'll be multiple rounds. I, I don't know. Yeah. Well, I'm just upset. Wells Fargo and City they don't allow payments to uh, crypto companies and thanks to Damper Labs registering as a crypto company, they don't process my transactions anymore. Kind of pissed oh, about that. Oh crap! I didn't even think of that. Yeah, kind of pissed about that. But you know, my kids just aren't going to have a Christmas, and I'll tell them, "Don't worry, I'll make it up to you in the future." Off of these NFL all days that I'll be buying with their Christmas present money. Uh. I mean, they get like 18 Christmases, so one bad Christmas isn't going to ruin the whole season for them. (laughs) Your kids are just making it to adult age and then dying? (laughs) Well, I mean, where they're excited of getting stuff from mom and dad. Uh, You think your kids are going to be excited up to 18? No, not at all. No. (laughs) Not at all. But they, they have so many toys that they don't play with. I could probably just wrap those back up and give it to them, and they'd be excited all over again. Oh, for sure. Also, uh, on a related thing, so I I, was, I don't have kids, but I I think one of the interesting like uh, parenting life hacks that I feel like I would definitely want to try is uh, where you wrap empty boxes, and then when they misbehave, you throw one into the fire. And then go, keep it up. I'll burn all your gifts. 
<laughs> I think like I think like that would be a fun and uh, traumatizing way to teach kids um, how to not be little little assholes. So, <laughs> have you ever done that? I have not. I've oh, I might have to try it. Right? You just you like throw, and then they're like, "Yeah, you're good." Like, and then they talk back, and you just like pick one of the ends you want. You just throw it in the fire and watch <laughs> them cry. Um, I think it would be amazing. Well. My kids don't talk back. They're actually, uh, I don't know. They're you have good. good kids? I have good kids. Man, must. You know what? It's your wife. I guarantee it. Oh, 100%. Guarantee it's your wife because you're a degenerate. <laughs> 100% it's all my wife, except for they learned how to cuss from my wife. So that's from her driving. So that's good. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's so funny. Because she talked out the other drivers and scream at them and call names and then the kids will drop it. She's like, yeah, that's for me. <laughs> so that's all right. I'm good with it. Except for my nine year old. She thinks she knows everything and it's always fun. She finds, she tries to find every angle to everything to get away with. So I'm like, stop it. First off, <laughs> you're a mini me. Second off, you're first born, so I know exactly what you're doing to your younger siblings. So you're not going to get oh. away with <laughs> you're not getting away with my stuff. Oh yeah, as the oldest, I can definitely vouch for that. Yeah, and she's like, "How how do you know?" I'm like, "Did it all the time to your uncle, so it's good." <laughs> and look at how messed up he is. So. uh we're just not going to do that to your siblings. Now my brother's pretty successful himself. So just getting there anyway, uh, (laughs) (laughs) on top of, uh, NFL all day, I am excited for that. Um, having the NFL, but you talk to people in the trade card industry and basketball and baseball seem to be bigger than football cards. Yeah, football cards, um, historically, not as big of a market, interestingly enough. Yeah, for as big as their fan base, as big as the NFL fan base is, and for the trading card industry. So I'll be interested in uh, how these play out. Well, I I, I honestly think there's a lot of reasons. Because, like, if you think about baseball card, like, the stats for the most part – um, you know, are pretty straightforward. Uh, you know, they the different position on the team, like, okay, minus the pitcher who probably has some unique stats, like most uh, the other positions have, you know, like their batting average. And it seems to be more of a game of statistics and numbers and, like, the fans of that are super kind of nerdy. I feel like football is more of a team sport, so it's it's about the team, where basketball, I mean, basketball, they're all team sports, I guess, but like you have like offense and a defense, and it feels very much like that is very specific. Where basketball, baseball, individual players really can shine. And I think that also drives uh, the cards. Because I mean, in football, you're just like, okay, I guess you just want the, the quarterback. Like, who the hell wants a left tackle? Like, and I'll say that because that's what I—that's the position I played in high school—is left tackle. So, um, everybody in Upland, just look at your legits. It's all offensive linemen and defensive linemen and players you'd never heard of. Right, <laughs> right. So I, I just go—I I don't know. I—I uh, I understand it. I mean, I think 
I mean, if they do the uh, moments, is it going to be like Top Shots where it's uh, like a, a mini video, I guess? Yes. Because, I mean, that changes the game. Because you get, like, where somebody just gets wrecked, like, or somebody sacks the quarterback, or, you know, there's so many, like, wicked, cool, like, I mean, I I don't, not that I watch ESPN or any of the clips, but, like, every once in a while, like, uh, on uh, TikTok or whatever, there's this guy who does, like, funny commentary, like, over sports clips, which is pretty funny. And, like, some of the sports, like, the football clips are pretty damn intense. Like, so I think that that's a pretty big market from a video perspective. <laughs> There's some clips that I could watch on repeat, and I would definitely put up uh, in my house, which would be pretty cool. I feel like baseball is would have a lot less. I mean, I guess not. I mean, I guess you'd have, like, catches and home runs and shit, but, like, Man, there's some crazy like catches and tackles and stuff that I would definitely um, look for in, in football. And, and that was something I was surprised at. Top shots in season three already, and they really haven't had specific pack launches. You know, we we talked in the one episode about buzzer beaters as a collection. You know, they still haven't done a buzzer beater. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> damn, I forgot about that. Uh, that was that was, a, that was a good little uh, yeah segment. But they 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 haven't embraced that theme yet, you know. And I, I wonder if the NFL all day is going to embrace that theme, where it's going to be you know up the sack pack or you know different things the like sack pack. <laughs> the sack pack, you <laughs> this know. This is why you don't work in marketing. You know, go get your sack pack. I mean, I get you. That was, uh, I'm not gonna lie. That was literally the first thing I thought. Of. <laughs> I was like, "Oh yeah, sack pack for sure." You gotta have uh, the sack pack. Sack pack. <laughs> Come get your sack pack. It drops today. Um, but now, would you now on that? Like, so you have the sacker, but then you also have the quarterback who's getting sacked. Like, would you would you want a Tom Brady getting sacked uh, moment? Now, some of the top shot moments people do talk about the other players that are in the players moments like oh this guy's dunking on lebron so you know they speculate that that could have a little more worth because it's a moment with that player and lebron in it well no i'm saying like okay uh give me give me somebody who would sack tom brady just give me a defensive player name anyone anyone okay so <laughs> anyone <laughs> Sorry. The, the 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 defensive player so like you make a you make the the sack, you know NFT for that player like oh sacking Tom Brady. But what if what if they also had it was Tom Brady? It was Tom Brady's <laughs> shot, Being but it's him getting sacked. Like, <laughs> like I don't think anybody will want that. Really? <laughs> what if you hate Tom Brady? Well, that's true. Because like I would want one of Ben Roethlisberger getting his. You know, eating a shit sandwich. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I could, guess you do want it from the offense. At that point, even, you'd still want it from the offensive player. But that would be kind of interesting, like, the player and then who they sacked. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So, I'll let you know. I'm definitely going to get a couple of things, but... uh 
And uh, do they release prices on it? They have not. Uh, I haven't prices looked since about re- like five number, o'clock. Release number. Because this is the thing. Like, I mean, I don't even look at the top shots. Joe, did you get in the um, autograph, uh, the Tom Brady autograph? Yeah, I was able to pick up three of the Tom Brady autographs. Jeez. Um, yeah, I was able. I was like, ah, do I? I'm like, hell yeah, I'm buying all three. So I bought those, and then I'll see what happens when we open those up. At um, Mint? Yeah. What are they? I, I don't even, I, I didn't even log in, honestly. Now I feel bad. I should have. They were $80 a pop. Oh, really? Yeah, and then if you hold all five of, uh, you know, say you got five of the carbon of whatever these things open up to be, you'll get the uh-huh. carbon immortal statue. Weird. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't been, I haven't really gone back. Although, like the saw, we talked a bit about that, like saw memorabilia and stuff. It's, uh, I probably need to go back and take a look at it. Um, but again, it's like taking off the app store. So like, it's harder now to interact with it than it was the, the draft King. I don't think the apps, do the apps still support the marketplace or do you have to like use the web version? Now? It tells you you got to use the web version, but I've still been using the app just fine. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't know. Huh, interesting. Yeah. So that still works for me. The Wayne Gretzky uh, memorabilia stuff was pretty cool, and it's still at a cheap price. I was kind of surprised at that. Now, now it kind of sucks. The uh, secondary market Wayne Gretzky's that I bought the day that they were dropped are <laughs> tanked in value. I'm like, eh, I'm never getting this money back. Yeah, so how does it work? So all the things that we bought way back in the day, are they essentially useless after the first drop, or are they going to have future use or what i think they'll have future use and they'll have future drops from these players which will still get you there um but from a long-term perspective uh, i'm still trying to figure it out like their long-term value yeah yeah it's 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 complicated i mean i've been like all these like generative art projects like the nft space is just it, it's still very wild west. Like there's a couple like known entities like autograph top shots, things like that, that I think are kind of leading the way for people who know, but it very quickly drops off. Like the secondary value, uh, people are very confused at the point. There's a lot of FUD just in general, like in the gaming space, for sure. People, there's just a lot of NFT hate. Um, it's, it's fascinating. Uh, but by the same token, there is so much opportunity to make money. I actually saw a little clip video, and it made me think. And I was like, damn, that is super shady, talking about a guy. And he's like, yeah, imagine, like, you have to have a lot of money to start. But, like, he's like, yeah, you have $2 million in, say, Ethereum. You make an NFT project, and you buy your NFTs. Like, you make an account. You buy your NFTs from yourself for two million whatever and now you used to have two million dollars and an nft that's quote-unquote worth two million and then you flip it and sell it for 20 percent of what it's worth <laughs> and you just like make four hundred thousand dollars like, wait that's the math kind of checks <laughs> out but what what right is that is that how that shit works i i guess you go, yeah, look, somebody bought it for $2 million. I'll sell it to you. Honestly, man, I, I just, I don't love it. 
you know, 200 grand is yours. And you go, what? Okay, 90% off or whatever. Like, yeah, I don't, somebody said, I was like, damn, I guess you could do that. Yeah, I mean, and you have so many different people jumping in with stuff. You know, Avenged Sevenfold had their stuff going on. Their whitelist ended this morning, and uh, their sale goes on Saturday. You had... Um, you just Ooh, have what a, platform is that on? Uh, wax or no? Not Wax. Because that's the other thing, is there's so many damn platforms that you have to like get familiar with. Like, That's why I'm very hopeful that... I mean, and I feel like Upland has had this vision. Now, whether or not they can actually execute it, I'm hopeful. But, like, having a platform that you can bring all of your NFTs into, a single metaverse, and then, you know, do transactions in fiat, UPEX, whatever, um, and then take it back out of the platform if you want or keep it on the platform, I think that that's a huge um, huge opportunity. Yeah. Oosh. Hold on. I got something going on in my backyard and my dog's going crazy. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, yeah. Oh, wife's got it. All right. We're safe. <laughs> squirrel. Yeah. Squirrel. Now he was, he was going, going a little crazy and been a yeah, interesting. Anyway, but <laughs> back to back to what you were saying. Uh, yeah, it seems like a lot of different places have the bits and pieces of what Upland's big picture was from the roadmap that hooked all of us. Now, hopefully they can execute on this and tie it all together and integrate all this stuff. I mean, there's different there's different platforms out there talking about that they have um, that they're doing. Uh, what were they calling it? Shop. Um, they were having shops set up and you could buy these shops. So they're already having these businesses going on and they're getting um, uh, sponsors on it already. Yeah. I mean, I think metaverse um, is kind of the big buzzword uh, right now. Like anything that's a metaverse is really hot. Uh, I mean, I think Upland is still, you know, fairly big. I mean, Decentraland obviously had some really big land sales, and I think they're doing some good stuff. Uh, the, I know the price of mana, which is their, I think, like, UPEX equivalent, is, like, doing crazy good. Uh, the other, what's the other one that we're in? Um, the new one, the new MMO metaverse with uh, Miranda. Oh, Miranda's. Did you, are you in that at all? No, I didn't. Uh, I didn't have uh, cap free cash flow, and they and I didn't have the NFT assets they were looking for. So, gotcha. I yeah, I got like I bought one one thousand dollar token or whatever, like however they were doing it. Like essentially, just put into their, like the fund, put a thousand dollars towards the city, and uh, I wish I would have put in more. Like that's. It seems like it's going gangbusters. Oh yeah, um, they're they're doing a great job over there. Yeah, some really cool stuff. I really am excited about that project. I mean, honestly, Upland seems to be doing damn well. Um, I, I mean, I'm sure people who play it actively have, um, you know, like on a daily basis, or you know, perhaps some different feelings. But like, I mean, as a 
you know, as a, currently as a passive player, although I did try to get back into treasure hunts because of the, the spark, but I just, I just couldn't. But, uh, man, I, I have made, like, over the past month and a half or two months, probably over 10 million UPEX in sales. Just, like, on stuff that I had put up for sale months ago, probably over a year ago at this point, I like, million million UPEX, just boom, sold, sold. It's insane. Yeah. And I wanted to cover that here shortly. I did find the other one that I was talking about. Um, this one company, they say they want to be the global leader in immerse metaverse experience and focused on retail media, gaming and rewards. And they have 25 shops up for auction and 36 hours to bid. And the auctions going on right now from, uh, December 9th to December 11th. Uh, and it's, it's interesting. I haven't done my full due diligence itself, but and of course, What's the, uh, like what are the prices on the auctions? I have not got there just yet. It was just something I come across on the reading. I mean, it's every day I'm reading like, hey, Nas is doing an NFT project. Timberland's doing an like all these rappers are doing NFT. All these bands are doing NFT project. Like everybody under the sun is doing an NFT project, and it's hard to keep track of. And the the thing is, what's going to have value in the end? Right. And it's, it's difficult, you know, because it's going to be, it's people need to look at it as a battle of the platforms. Like it, where, what platform is going to win and what assets does that platform have? So like for me, like I'm very interested. Dapper labs has, you know, NBA top shots, which I think is universally agreed. Like it's the most successful NFT project that I know of. Like commercially, I mean, you could argue like something like a crypto punks is more successful because you know the, their values. But the the reality is, Top Shots to me was the first commercially like exploding NFT. Is that is that fair to say? I mean, I know it's just wild. It's been wildly successful. It's the big mainstream NFT, I'd say. Mainstream, yeah. It's the first mainstream NFT. Yeah, that's a good way to say that. Um, and so I go, you know, I'm looking at, okay, well, what are what are Dapper Labs? I mean, I know it's a, isn't it a, a tier two or whatever they call it of Ethereum? It's built on Ethereum, but it's built off of like their own like second, la- oh, second layer maybe. Yeah, with the flow. Now, yeah, that's right, Uh Board Ape Yacht Club is uh, definitely mainstream now too, since it got uh, got uh, all the NBA players and everybody out there making sure they get their board ape. Wait, board ape? What was that? The board ape board ape yacht club. The hell is that? Crypto punks, but in apes. I feel like I've heard that. I feel like I've been spammed about it before. What rock have you been living under? It's been all over the place. They're just apes and they have different hats and shirts and stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. So it was it's one of those generated it's it's I don't have any patience or interest in well, that's not true, because I did join the one that you could like use a single word to generate art. But to be fair, those are just freebies. Like I only did the free ones. Um these these generated art projects just 
they're not compelling to me. They're too, they're, it just seems like a gimmick. There's no utility. It's just random. Like, I don't know. And it's not interesting. To me, it's not interesting because I just go, I don't understand what's your value. Like, what's the end game for that? Like, what, why, do, why would I care? Why do I want it? Status. I mean, that's, I guess it just, I, I don't, that's not for me. So like, if it, as soon as I hear like, oh, it's a, you know, computer generated, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, nope, I'm out. I don't, I don't want to deal with it. Like stupid. Yeah. And I mean, for wax, they just had a big, uh, big announcement today too with, uh, with, okay. I don't know how they say, it. okay. Okay. E X block dream ventures so they placed a big bet on wax and they purchased a significant position in wax p tokens um but they haven't disclosed the amount but they were pretty much hype hyping wax and why they dove into it and uh their initial capital for the block dream ventures was a hundred million dollars um that they started off with and they um they continue to look at the top trading platforms and explore the blockchain projects on global scales. So, you know, they're looking for cutting edge technology and healthy development of the blockchain. And so they put a big thing into wax. So we could see another big run on wax. And they said that they like wax for the competitive game fi and NFT projects, the close loop incentives for all participants and uh, the candy tactics for sustained growth in wax. So there's still a bright future there. Yeah. Well, that's good. I mean, I've always been a fan of wax in the sense of like, it was a very low barrier to entry. Um, I feel like it had some, it still has some good community um, vibes. Some of the projects have been kind of janky. Um, But I mean, I'm still very like, if there's a wax project, I'm still very interested because it's, I think it's one of the easiest NFT entries um, out there. Yeah. Now getting wax so is a fucking it's a pain. Ooh, Franklin bomb twenty six minutes thirty nine oh, seconds sh- in. Oh, <laughs> <trying>. <laughs> <sighs> oh. But I mean, if you if you look at wax, they're what what's they, the price of wax right now? It dropped. Um, it, it was. It did approach a dollar. I can't remember if it broke a dollar. No, it didn't. A dollar? Uh, yeah, it got there. Um, Wasn't it like five cents? Two originally? cents, three like, cents. Right now, wax is at sixty-one cents, sixty-two cents, depending on uh, depending on which uh, market you're looking at. Oh nope, it's down to fifty-five cents. I'm sorry, it just updated. But uh, damn. Yeah, in the last month, it got pretty. Pretty darn close to a dollar. Dang. That's crazy. I got, I mean, I think like that, I don't, I don't do any real um, crypto investing as everyone kind of knows, which I I kick myself every time I look at it. I, I just, I have a hard time keeping money in those things (laughs) like it's just once i buy it then i'm like what can i buy with it because to me it's like having cash i don't 
I, I struggle like looking at it as an investment, but somebody was talking about uh, Solera, Solana, so Solana, Solana. Like if you put a if you had put a thousand dollars into it at the beginning of the year, you'd have like a hundred grand now, and it's like, geez, old piece, that's insane. Yeah, it's just reading the white papers and talking to people, and you can figure some of these moves out. Yeah, I mean, there's a crazy amount of money to be made, honestly. Like, it is, it's ridiculous. And it's really interesting um, because I think it plays a lot more into, like, the job market, which I didn't really think about um, until it was pointed out because we were talking about, like, you know, there's not a a job shortage. You know, everyone's hiring. There's a labor shortage, and everyone's like, oh, that's just because people, like, you know, whatever they, they want a good wage. And then there's, they're talking about, well, the fact even these fast food restaurants are offering pretty competitive wages now and people just aren't taking it. And somebody's saying, well, the fact is it's never been easier than right now to just start your own business or whatever and make money like um, with various things over the internet. So there's like these Amazon marketplace, which I didn't really, I didn't really think about, but like people go to these like thrift stores or like uh, Ross and discounts and like scan all the clothes, find things that they could sell for online. There's everything that we're talking here in this NFT space. Like it's not hard to make if you're good and smart, like you can make money pretty damn easily in the virtual space. It's kind of insane. I mean, like, you know, Farmer's World and Townstar, you got people that are just crushing it, hundreds of dollars, if not thousands of dollars a day that they can pull out. Right? Like, you know, you start getting a couple of these revenue streams and, like, you don't need, like, I mean, we both have, you know, like, families and, you know, fairly well-paying jobs, so it's not as easy for us to just switch over. But, I mean, we know people who have, switched off from really good paying jobs to this. And I definitely know people, you know, who weren't making good money. So I can't imagine like, why would you go work at a fast food restaurant, even for $15 an hour when you could play video games or do other things? Like, I mean, obviously, you know, Twitch and YouTube and TikTok, those kind of social media things have been around now for a little while, but you know, with a combination of everything, it's never been easier to kind of be self-sustaining uh, virtually, which is insane to me. Absolutely. I mean, right now they said that the NFT, the global NFT market has a market cap right now of $43 billion and sales have gone over $26.9 billion so far this year. That's just insane. That's, that's, yeah, it's so insane. Oh, now I love it. Now, back to how easy the money's been flowing for you the last month or so in Upland. Uh, We did have some stress tests. So AWS had issues that shut down a bunch of stuff the other day, and then uh, which delayed a stress test. And then uh, um, the EOS network, they had issues. So that was that delayed the stress test. So they launched two. Bronx neighborhoods we talked about last week and they got those out of the way but some of these resale values are ridiculous have you looked at it no I'm guessing they're all sold out like the two neighborhoods are sold out um 
the first one, yeah, it sold out pretty quick. Uh, non uh, FSA. Yeah. When I say sold out, yeah. I don't count FSA. So if you look here, um, look at some of these flips. 6000 mint, original mint price, sold for 270000 559,000 UPEX sold for 249,000 UPEX. Like, these are insane flips. UPEX laundering? I don't know. (laughs) I mean, it's just consistent. This individual right here, just under 3,000 UPEX, 100,000 UPEX. I mean, that's crazy. If those are like legit flips, like what the hell are people thinking? Just but, chill. Look look at this list. Just go and go and go and go. 7,000 for 75,000 up X. 6,500 up X for 72,000 up X. I mean, people were just snatching them up, putting them on the market and selling. 5,800 up X for 65,000 up X. A lot of money was made in the Bronx. And that's only on two neighborhoods. Yeah, that's bonkers, man. Bonkers and Yonkers? What's Yonkers? Yonkers is a a city that's up like northwest of Manhattan. I can't remember if it's New York or New Jersey. So, did you make it over to the Bronx? I did. I just, I just made it over actually, like earlier today. Yeah, I'm on the train. I'm waiting to uh, get off the train. Dude, it's like a three minute train ride. What the hell? I know. Just sitting there. Oh, oh. So I, I don't you. float. You know, as as it gets closer, I might uh. Try and time it so I have my chair going the right way and so much so forth. Got my sends all maxed out, ready to go. Smart man, you're prepared. I just I don't even know how many sends I have. I forgot to check that. I meant to pick up some some <laughs> sends when I was in New York, but damn, I I looked. I hardly have any properties left in New York, man. Got those also too. Dude, Madison Avenue. I've been selling Madison Avenue properties for a million apiece, and it's insane to me. Like, take it. I paid, like, I don't know, twenty, thirty thousand 30000 for them. Like, yeah, I'll take that markup. Like, because here's the thing. Like, yeah, Madison Avenue has brand recognition, but, like, you have to have you. Like, this is the thing. I feel like in the metaverse, especially, well, Upland is unique in the sense that it's one of the very few metaverses that's based in real world addresses, right? That's one of the things that sets it apart from anywhere else. Uh, I would imagine in other places, you your brand recognition in your like conglomerates brand recognition is going to play a lot more into it. But I think even in Upland, like you can't just rely on like, Oh, this is Madison Avenue. Like if you don't have a conglomerate of people, uh, some sort of Illuminati level, like 
people like trying to build in the area and market and drive towards it, you're not going to be, you're going to be obsolete. Like think of even in um, San Francisco, Twisted Lumbar, right? Super whatever, like that should be huge. That's not going to be a place that people visit, no matter how popular and important it is. Like it's going to be the dog patches, the Merced Manors, the Alamo Squares, like, that's where people are going to go because those are now being branded and recognized and people are pushing towards it. So it doesn't matter what the city says is important. It's, it's what the community says. So I think it's going to be interesting to see. Yeah. And that that's always the interesting part of it being based off of real world properties. But if you don't have that, it's going to be nothing. You're just going to be holding the property and wondering what happened. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, it's interesting because I, I look at the profile. Anybody who, who spends a million OPEX or more on me, um, here, here's a plug. If you, if you buy a property from me that's at least a million OPEX, know that I'm going to look at your profile. So, there you go. Go buy my, pro- go buy my <laughs> properties. I will look at your profile. Um, but it's interesting because I would say the vast majority of the people who are buying my properties have less than 10 properties and almost no collections like they're they're buying it's it's interesting to see people who are buying based on the real world of like oh madison avenue but the people like once you've played the game for a little while you know madison avenue is not a collection um they're not in like one of the big known neighborhoods that has a collaboration so, yeah, I mean, you can build it. It's going to be nice, but, like, I don't see it ever being worth tremendously more than a million outbacks because there's going to be other other things, but whatever. Um, and so I think, like, that's interesting where some of my other sales of, like, more nuanced properties, which come, like, let's say if I was to sell, I mean, I'm not selling any Alamo Square, but when I was selling, like, the Alamo Square properties, like, those players were experienced, they understood the nuances of the community, they understood the vision of of uh, Alamo Square. And so there's, it's almost a completely different market. And to me, like, that's the more interesting market. So you have, like, I almost feel bad selling these to new players because it's just like, you, that's not really worth a million upbacks. Well, do you know but, what the floor for Alamo Square is right now? I think it's a million. Isn't it a million upex now? One point five million upex. One point five. And if that Ooh. property sells, the next uh, lowest asking property is uh, three million three hundred thirty-three thousand three hundred thirty-three million upex. <laughs> That's amazing. Wait, is it actually one point five million upex, or is yes. it like? No, it's one point five. Who's selling it? Uh, if I had something awesome like. Upex world, I could tell you, but right oh, now, <laughs> right now it's five hundred uh, Divisadero Street. Five hundred. Oh, so now you, we got to go to it to see who's, and you don't want to go because then you have to offload. Hold on. Jesus. Well, I wasn't looking to go look at that. Now you can buy for fiat. 745 is the lowest ask price. Um, then $999, then you hit a thousand. Gotcha. So it's easier to get in for cash. 
<laughs> yeah, seven hundred dollars. Like, I mean, I just so I just started building. I, I decided I was like, oh, I'm gonna make a luxury um, house because why not? Because I can. And so I decided to build my first luxury house. Um, and I was gonna build it on the big school property, but damn, that property is so <laughs> damn big. It's I was just like, tiny. Yeah, I was like, no, not worth it. So I built it on one on my block properties, the only one that would fit it. Um, uh, oh, that's 600. Davidson, yeah. you said it's 500? Yes. Oh, my gosh. Jackman. And it's only that's only 20 up. It's only 20 up squares. Yeah. It's tiny. It'll barely fit the small the small house. It was minted for uh, 6,600 up X. um which is crazy yeah because i mean i remember i mean like i'm looking at my block and like okay so the the property that i'm building that the the luxury house on cost me forty thousand. i remember like early on like going crap when when choina was like hey this is the thing and i'm like and i was debating like do i buy a whole block and i bought a bunch i actually have sold And to other people who, you know, I kind of wanted to be in the, in the collective anyway, but I remember like, it was probably like $500, five or $600 to buy the block mint. And now I just look and I just go, holy shit. (laughs) (laughs) Right. That's insane. (laughs) And I felt bad. You know, I was sitting there just minting first. I hit everything I could facing the park. And then I started just going around. I'm like, all right, I got like 28 of these properties. I'll let other people get in because I knew Choyna was reaching out to a bunch of different people. And now I'm like, damn, I should have bought a block. Yeah, that's. I honestly think next to the Genesis property, it, my Alamo Square block is probably my, my most prized possession, I would say. Yeah, I don't have that. I don't think there's anything else now. There, there's really just nothing. Although... Um, well, in San Francisco, my my number one New York, which I just put up for sale, by the way, my number one New York um, property is One Liberty, um, Ooh, nice. Liberty Street, which is cool. It's a two it's a two parter. It actually spans Liberty Street, and it is um, right next to the uh, the World Trade Center. Yep. Um, iconic or um landmark so got that for fiat right oh yeah oh yeah yeah oh yeah 10k so 10k maxed it out maxed it like it's a it's an amazing property it is somebody wants it for ten thousand. that will be a steal once they start upping those limits that that will be interesting once they up the max amount of money you can sell a property for. Uh, yeah, I, I'm curious if they'll ever actually do that. But then you're not letting have the economy have free reign. Yeah, but the thing is, after after ten thousand dollars, you have to like report it to the IRS, right? Well, soon it will be after $600 if uh, Congress gets their way. 
Wait, it's what? Wait, what did you just say? Currently, they're debating in a bill that every transaction over $600, banking has to report to the IRS, and they want to hire all these IRS people to look at any transaction, deposit, or anything over $600 in personal bank accounts. Holy shit, Snacks. (laughs) Right? That would be bad. Oh, yeah. That would be horrible. So, it shouldn't... It shouldn't pass, but still, this is concepts being out there. And, and like, then, that seems like such an extreme and a random number. Like, I, it bothers me more that it's not like 500 or 1,000. 600 <laughs> feels very arbitrary. Yeah. It, I thought that was a, a, a weird number, also. Like, cut it down to like, don't cut it down, increase it. Make it easier. Change that shit to a hundred thousand. Like, come on now. Why are we trying to micromanage people? Yeah, I, I guess that's the appeal of uh, cryptocurrency, right? Ah, uh, for now. But you still gotta, still gotta report those on your taxes. Do you? Oh yeah, you gotta report your sales. But how do they know? Hmm. The blockchain, but isn't aren't people anonymous? Yes. So how would they know? They wouldn't. Oh. Until I you mean, try until until you try to convert it to cash and deposit it in your bank account. Sure, sure. Like that's fair. But that's why I was like, I, I guess you know, if I made a large sale, uh, you know, outside the bounds of the system. Uh, I would probably keep a, a good chunk of it into crypto because then you could just play with the crypto stuff and then once you're ready to cash out. I don't understand how, like, I probably need to get smarter on it. It's crazy. Yeah, and then you had the one nomination. She went to the Moscow Un- University and then she was going to eliminate all private bank accounts and all your bank accounts would be through the Fed. Uh, it was interesting. Some interesting well, stuff going on. Got to pay attention there. Uh, but they withdrew her nomination because it wasn't going to go too far. <laughs> but it sat out there for way too long. Started to make me a little nervous. I mean, I guess it's probably bad because I'm I'm definitely one of those types of people that just like, I, I don't know. I don't really care to know. I don't follow it. Just let me know what I need to do and I'll do it. Like, I'm not because... Here's the thing, like this $600 thing, what am I going to, I'm not going to lobby my congressman. Like, that's not happening. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, if that shit's going to pass, it's going to pass, whether I do anything or not. Like, and, and I'm firm, I'm a, I'm a really firm believer, if you don't vote or, you, like, you don't make your opinion heard, like, if you don't use your voice, then you can't complain after the fact, for sure. Um but my my point of view is like I'm not going to to push my point of view, and honestly, I'm probably not going to complain no matter what. Now that's easy for me. I'm a white male, so most things don't affect me directly. And I know it's oh, freaking horrible. <laughs> it's horrible. I know. I get that. Like I just go, eh. Just you know, if you're passionate about it, I support it. Go you know, preach your case if there's an issue, you know, but I I just, I'm not that passionate about any of it. I don't, I don't have that gene. 
I just go, okay. You just tell me what it is. I don't maybe maybe when it's I hate to say that. I don't want to be like, well, maybe if it affected me, I would be because that feels bad. But I, I just go. Hmm. But that's usually when people get involved. But yeah, <laughs> but I feel like I would try. I would actively be like, this is negatively affecting me, but I'm still not going to do anything just out of principle. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So one of the interesting things is, you know, the metaverse is now making it into Yahoo News and it's in Forbes and it, it's all over the place. And Facebook's renamed themselves Meta and all that. But they talk about the lands that you buy and the lands are always so valuable. I still think that Uplands lands are undervalued if you compare it to the other metaverse projects out there. Yeah. Um, I think that that comes directly from the limitation. Like you can't do anything with them still. <laughs> like, I mean, great. I don't play any of these other games actively like Decentraland or Sandbox or anything, but like they're, they're quote unquote gaming mechanics and their gamification. I feel like are probably significantly further ahead than where Upland is. Um, but I, I also feel like Upland playing it pretty low key. Like, yeah, they had that blurb in, uh, what was it? Fast Money or what? where did they get that? Was uh, it Forbes, was it? No, it was a Fast Company or Fast Money, something like that. Fast Company, that's what it was. Fast Company, like, uh, and but like they haven't really. I mean, they got their little uh, pop up ads on uh, that obscure as browser that all you nerds use. Um, what's that? Bra- Brave. Jeez, old Pete. <laughs> Well, I mean, that's up over a dollar. That used to be under 20 cents, you know, at the beginning of the year. What did? Uh, the bat token that you get from being on Brave. <laughs> Shut up. Yeah. Oh, is that why people do it? Yeah, because you get a, the basic attention token, and uh, it was pretty cheap at the beginning of the year, and now it's up um, about a dollar, fifteen dollar, seventeen, depending on what you're looking at. That's so insane. This is, see, and I feel bad because I'm in the industry, quote unquote. Like, I mean, I actively, I, but I'm a gamer. I'm not, I'm not a crypto person. That's my, you know, my go-to line. But like, I just, I don't get it. I don't understand. Like, what, what can you do with a bat token? Like, why did it go from, you know, pennies to a dollar? Like, Why? I mean, and you get you get to you get bat for watching ads, and the more ads you watch, the more stuff you do, the more bats you get. But what makes its value go up? Um, I didn't follow it that closely to tell you why it went up. The value goes up because you're the investors that want the ads give it to the consumers, and it goes up because it's rewarding the consumers that watch ads versus how ads are now where you get paid to be, you don't get paid to be forced to watch something you don't want. I think I didn't get that, but okay. <laughs> I'm trying to process it. So the, the, the people who are buying the ads, do they buy the ads using bat? Like if yes. I'm if I, if I'm an ad company, I go. I would like to run an ad. And the company's like, great. You have to pay using Bat. So I was like, oh, shit. Okay, I got to go buy Bat. But then you're oh. 
but then you're buying it. You're buying it from the people who, so you're not buying it from the company. You're buying it from the people. Right? So essentially, like, you're not buying it from Brave.com or whatever, like, that organization. You're buying that off the market, which could be like me and you. So you're paying, you're buying the bat from the market, which people can sell from watching the ad to put ads for them. Man, that is weird. You don't even have to buy it. You could have just accumulated it. Well, not you, but like the ad company. So I'm wondering like who's buying bat? Like that's what I didn't understand. Like who's buying bat to make the value go up? Like that's what I didn't understand. Like, because why would I, like as a consumer who can just watch an ad to earn bat, why do I care and why do I want that? And then whatever, like, okay, so I put it up for sale. Who the hell's buying my bat? Oh, the ad companies are buying the bat to buy ads. Interesting. Sometimes I wonder about you. Thank me later. I just need someone to explain it to me. I never really thought about it too. Honestly, I never thought too hard about it. Um, I, I didn't really care to think about it. So now it's, it's just interesting and, and it's still such in the infant stage of all this. And it's, it's a great time to be in and a great time to make lots of money. And you can hire the classy cleaning people that don't steal your test $20 bills. (laughs) Organize your collectibles by size. <laughs> or that. I prefer I prefer more of a color organization. But sometimes those go hand in hand. You know, yellow, white, black. You know, you figure it out. Yeah, yeah. You can figure it out. And should definitely listen to the pre-shows and the post-shows. <laughs> and join us live because that makes way more sense if you're in the audience. <laughs> <laughs> yes. If you were in the pre-show, you get that reference. I hope you get that reference. Now, anyway. Now, and we do have uh, the Upland Fantasy Football update. Ugh. Well, <laughs> Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> Is that crap still going on? It is still going on. You're not as excited about it this year. It's not as fun this year. Honestly, like, because the thing is, like, now that I've actually started to almost care, almost, I don't actually care, but I almost care, it's kind of frustrating because I don't quite get it. Like, I have all these damn players, but so many of them get injured, and then it's just like, well, I don't have time to swap out. And then it's just like, by the time I go, like, buy, try to figure out who to buy, like, they're crap, and you can't really put enough people on your team. So then you're like, am I dropping this person who would normally outperform this other person by, like, 2x, but they're not going to do anything because they're out? I I don't know. It's just kind of frustrating. Like, I don't understand the wave wire and the trading and all this nonsense. Uh, So... it's been a little frustrating this year because I actually tried to like manage my teams and I go in each week and I like try and swap people out, but it just feels bad. (laughs) I don't know know enough about the people in the sports to, to like make educated decisions. Um, I've been stoked. I mean, I, I'm a big Bengals fan. And so I got, you know, uh, Joe Burrow and I got the Bengals defense um, which is cool, but 
you know, like see my my uh, my C Davis. He's been shitting the bed. I don't even know who he is, but I don't. <laughs> like yeah, yell at T about his cousin. Yeah, but like you need to get up, <laughs> talk to your cousin, man. He's, he's shitting the bed. Yeah. So last week, week thirteen. Uh, squeaked out a win against Dizzy Deuces, 108-100. to Chornicats um, played Payne Hurts uh, after being part of the biggest blowout last week, ends up giving the biggest blowout for the week, 133-82 to over Payne Hurts. Sparkles uh, loses to Clyde Torres, who's been on a win streak. Um, T. Davis beat Mars Utah. Uh, Thank Me Later crushed the Franklin Bombers, 137-96. And Max Life 69ers beat Nishirin, 111-81. So overall, T. Davis is in first. I'm in second. Choyna, Max Life, and Nishirin are battling for the last playoff spot at 7-6. And And you have Payne Hurts, Mars Utah, Franklin Bombers, and uh, Clyde Torres, and Thank Me Later at all 6-7. That fourth playoff spot is open Two teams going all the way down to 10th place. So it's still exciting over the next two weeks. Dizzy Deuces is in 11th place and Sparkles is in last. Um, <laughs> and this, Wait, so do you mean I could still make it to the playoffs? Yeah, you can. But you got to win out and you got to have other people lose. And you got a slim pl- possibility, but it's there. So you're saying there's a chance? Absolutely. This week I play Sparkles, Trina Katz is playing Dizzy Deuces, T. Davis and Clyde Torres are going head-to-head that could have playoff implications there. Thank Me Later and Mars Utah going head-to-head, both 6 and 7. Damn it! Max Lifer, 69ers versus the Franklin Bombers and Nishiran versus Payne Hurts. So it'll be an exciting week 14. Uh, We have this week and next week, and then we get into the playoffs and see who the Upland Fantasy Champion is. I just looked like so. I like one of my guys is injured. I got a guy on the bench, D. Cook. He's a running back with thirty points right now. Uh, yeah, there's Thursday night games, and he was injured last week. And uh, yeah, should have checked up. Should have got a notification oh saying he was God. playing tonight. <laughs> just cost me the championship. He's in the red zone again. I, I Holy crap. This is nonsense. See, this is what's frustrating. Yeah. So stupid. Well, you got to pay attention. I mean, the dude is killing it. He's got a messed up shoulder. He's got 17 carries for 182 yards and two touchdowns already. Yeah, I know. I'm looking at sets. He's at 32 <laughs> points. Like, yeah, but I guess like I had to take him off because he was injured last week or something. I don't know yes. why. But like all my other guys, like this guy's going to score three points. Like, yay! Oh my god. Anyway, that's annoying. Yeah. All right, what else do you have for our listeners? Uh, what else I got? Oh, nothing, I guess. Nothing, you guess. Okay, awesome. Nothing. Yeah, make sure you follow us. Wait, when's Brooklyn coming? Have they announced it? Ooh. Um, Bronx. Bronx. The Bronx. Sorry, I was Bronx? like, Brooklyn's already out. But the Bronx. <laughs> Bronx. <laughs> the Bronx has not been announced for the release just yet. They did have the stress tests. Um, Maddox did get the 
Key Tower Auction. So congratulations to Maddox. Um, I was trying to get Dizzy to buy that for me for my Christmas present, but he wouldn't go for it. <laughs> I'm like, come on, just pick it up. Give it to me for Christmas. It'll be great. Yeah, yeah. sure. Um, they have now announced the uh, final release of the Bronx. Hmm. Well, I guess that's that's my next thing. We'll see. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So until next week, everybody be safe, have fun, and uh, talk to you soon. It's the Opix Podcast, baby. Glad you tuned in. Got your host, thank me later, and you're stupid to win. Might become an obsession as soon as you begin. Start out king of the street, then lock it iconic in. Welcome to Offland. Grab your Opix, man. On your way in the door, hit you with four grand. Get to buying and gripping, then to selling and flipping over.